the bottom line is that it seems like for millions of people, work isn't just about the money anymore. Of course, it is about the money, but that's not all it's about. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. And I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. Glad you joined us today. And today, we'll be talking about all the Americans that have been quitting their jobs in the last couple of years. It's the highest number ever. I know, Cindy. It's so high that it's being called the big quit <laughs> or the great resignation. I'm sure some part of it had to do with women having no childcare when their kids were all home from school during the pandemic. For sure. Many more women than men are quitting, but literally millions of people quit their jobs since 2020. The first two months of the pandemic shutdown, there were 22 million jobs lost. That is a huge number. That wasn't quit. That was lost. You mean because of the shutdowns of restaurants and businesses? Okay, that's a lot of lost jobs. And a recent government jobs report showed that well over 20 million people quit their jobs in the second half of 2021. And so when those millions of jobs were lost, a lot of those millions did never go back. All these businesses shut down and you think that's a huge number. And then guess what? People quit after that. So despite the fact that 22 million jobs were lost in the first two months of the pandemic, and you think, oh, wow, that's really horrible. Then 20 million people quit their jobs after that. Big quit. Okay, so that explains why we've seen a ton of help wanted signs in front of stores and restaurants and heard about how hard it is to get workers these days. The workforce has been depleted. But how can there be so many jobs still available when employers seem to be offering better pay, better benefits, even sign on bonuses? It's like people just don't want to work. The pandemic led to the worst U.S. recession in history, and millions of people lost their jobs, like we said, in the beginning when COVID shut everything down. But now businesses have a shortage of workers so serious that some have to shut down because of it. And yes, I do wonder why. That's what we're talking about. Anthony Klotz, the psychologist from Texas A&M, who both predicted and coined the term great resignation, attributes it to soul searching that led to what he calls pandemic epiphanies. It's like people realize our lives are so fragile. Do we want to spend our time at a job we don't love? And of course, there are all the other things we work for and need from our jobs, like money, benefits, vacation days, and a retirement plan. Lots of jobs didn't offer much of these. Right. When employers now let people know it's time for them to get back to the office, even part-time workers aren't thrilled. Many want to continue working from home, and a lot of companies have had to compromise in order to keep their employees. I mean, the commute that they were once used to, they've become unused to, and they don't want to do it again. It's more comfortable at home for many. So it turns out the pandemic has changed mindsets and tons of people are looking for jobs with better remote work options 
and that treat them better in terms of money compensation, flexibility, and just the overall value that they feel the company has towards them. As well they should. People who are working in low-wage jobs where they did not feel so valued, and even people who made very decent money were forced in many ways to be home and to rethink their life choices. When schools and businesses closed down, families had to readjust. And clearly, many don't want to go back to exactly the way it was. And there are also those who don't feel safe going back to work. The pandemic is still in effect after all. Well, some people would disagree with that. But it is truth. And some people or jobs are more vulnerable than others. It's true. Society seems to overlook these people, especially lately. So many people are eager to get back to their normal jobs or normal life, although I don't know that that's what it's going to look like. So in general, workers seem to be placing a higher value on their life outside of work and don't want the long commute. They don't want to spend so much time sitting in their car in traffic when that time could be used for more practical, fun, or comfortable parts of living like cooking, playing with the kids, or just relaxing at home. Yes, they don't have to spend the money on gasoline or wear out their car to additional benefits. Every industry has been hit at least somewhat by the great resignation. Restaurant and hotel workers had the most resignations with hundreds of thousands of people quitting work in hotels, bars, restaurants, and other areas of hospitality and entertainment. A lot of hotels and restaurants struggle to survive the pandemic. But now that it is cooling off a little or they're opening up again, they can't find enough workers to staff their house and they can't keep regular hours. A lot of restaurants have openings and need more employees, both in the kitchen and out front waiting tables. Retail workers are another sector that quit in droves. Work in hospitality and retail are also jobs that have a reputation for not treating workers very well. And the public doesn't often treat them so well either. That's true. While these sectors are some of the hardest hit, the big quit has affected every industry. Data shows nearly 27% of job openings or close to a million and a half are in the areas of education, retail, healthcare, and hotel restaurants. And there just doesn't seem to be enough workers trying to fill the open positions. Construction is also missing lots of workers. And I've personally come up against the driver and delivery shortage for major purchases trying to get some work done in my kitchen. Right. It's frustrating. In all of these areas, there's plenty of work right now, but not enough workers. It's a really unusual time. A lot of people like economists and researchers are still trying to figure out what the great resignation is all about. That's true, Cindy. Many, especially at first, were saying that the government benefits, such as the stimulus money or unemployment benefits, were too generous and were encouraging people to stay home and collect money rather than going to work. But that doesn't seem to hold true for most people. The more current data shows that a lot of people who quit aren't just sitting home collecting benefits, which ended a while ago anyway. They're pushing for better pay and overall treatment in new careers. That's why it seems like there's something more to it. It really seems, at least so far, that the pandemic and the necessity for remote work changed the way we want to live. It seems like being forced to telework, homeschool, keep social distance, and all the other adjustments we've had to make are influencing the way we want to move forward with our work and home lives. 
Right. While COVID has been very stressful, there's a part of working at home that balances some of the stress for people. They can be home with a sick child or receive a delivery or work some flexible hours or cook meals and eat more healthily. There are a lot of benefits to working from home. And some of the people who had to keep working quit a little later when things happened, like they got COVID and their employers offered no time off and no help at all and pushed them back to work too soon. That just makes no sense. Really short-sighted of the employers and also very unkind. Seriously. Early and mid-career people got a glimpse of what life could be like if they didn't have to put in 50 to 60 hours a week and miss special times at home with the family. They're deciding they want more of that, even if they have to quit their job and find something new. I kind of think that's great. They feel empowered to get some control over something that, for many, it felt out of control before the pandemic. True. And for some of the early and mid-career folks, they were never a good fit in their positions anyway. Others maybe thought about being closer to their family of origin or some other person or place, but now it's a real possibility. They're redoing their resumes and looking for new jobs that offer remote work, or at the very least, only 40 hours of work a week and better pay and benefits. With remote work, people can live anywhere they want. Not everyone has the money to make such a move, but a lot of people are doing it. Or they save money moving in with family to work remotely. There are just so many more options when you can work at a distance and not have to go into the office. Lots of workers are apparently leaving big cities and heading to smaller or more scenic places or smaller places that maybe feel safer to them or offer more space for the money. And for us psychologists, our licensing laws make relocating a little tricky, but it can be done. It just needs to be planned a bit. And it's changing anyway with the arrangement called SciPact, where there's so much more reciprocity between states for psychologists. Yes, but the bottom line is that it seems like for millions of people, Work isn't just about the money anymore. Of course, it is about the money, but that's not all it's about. No, it's never only been about money. People want jobs that allow them to work remotely as much as they like, to have flexibility. They want a job that makes them feel good, that provides meaning in their life if they can, if they can find one like that. You can have a better quality of life that way. You can. We used to joke that work gets in the way of life. As if that was funny because that's the way it should be. But why should it? Work is not life. We have to work to live, but not live to work the way many of us have been doing for a very long time. Right. And not that surprisingly, millions of baby boomers are deciding to retire early. Many already retired early in the the beginning of the pandemic. What's surprising is that millions of Gen Zers who are in their teens and early 20s are quitting. It's the highest quit rate since the government started keeping track of it. So all of this is creating change, at least temporarily, in the balance of power between employers and employees. Workers are not just willing to take any job for the money anymore, and they're not willing to put up with bad treatment. If you're running a business or you need employees these days, you better be prepared to be flexible. Better pay and better benefits are also important. Giving your employees some independence or at least not micromanaging them, giving them flexible schedules. These are the things that people want, and that is not going to go away. You know, it would seem that it's all more humane anyway, but our economy, our social structure wasn't built on what's humane. It was built on what makes profit and grows the boss's wealth. So workers aren't satisfied with this anymore. 
And it was the forced isolation in many ways that led to so many people reconsidering life as we knew it. A silver lining. Employers can't just treat people like crap anymore and expect to keep them around. Yeah, reminds me of a job I had when I was 18. It was in a really nice restaurant. I remember I made $200 in tips on one Mother's Day, which was amazing because this was a couple years ago. A couple. Yeah. Anyway, one day it was freezing and raining out and my car wouldn't start. My parents' car, actually. So I went into the house and called. No cell phones, remember? So I had to go in the house to let them know. And I told them I'd be late, but that I was going to get the first bus I could. And I felt... I was doing the best responsible thing at the time. And I was shocked when the boss lady that I called responded that I should have been prepared and left early enough so that if this happened, I would still be there on time and she would have to dock me for half the shift. I wasn't even late yet. So I hung up stunned and I didn't go in ever again. But I also lived with my parents and I could do that. I love that you didn't go in ever again. You're an early quitter. (laughs) Sometimes a partner being gainfully employed helps someone walk away, or if you're living with your parents, whichever. (laughs) But you can't really do that when you have rent to pay or a family to feed or even yourself to feed. So people have put up with nasty treatment, well, until now. Exactly. It takes a lot of courage and usually some financial support to leave work and go out on your own. Some people in the great resignation are living off some type of savings, And they're hoping something better comes along so that they don't have to cave and go back to that job just for the money. So for now, employers are being a bit nicer. They sort of have to be. (laughs) If they want to attract and keep workers, they have to make some changes, be more flexible and understanding. Like they should have been all along. It does seem like they're trying to be, and they are offering flexible hours. And I've seen signing bonuses. Before the pandemic, about one in every 67 jobs was a remote job. At this point, many more people are applying for remote jobs, and there are also a lot more remote jobs to apply for. Now, about one in seven jobs are at least partially remote. That is a major change. We have to think, too, just thinking about the whole pandemic, this hasn't been all the workers' choice. Like you said in the very beginning, working moms lost a lot of jobs because their children were home and there were no childcare options. They're still the hardest hit in terms of pandemic impact and burnout and all of the bad effects, and many are falling deeper into poverty. There are literally a few million working moms who haven't returned to the workforce. That's a lot. And the others who have not returned, and we just have to say it, it's because many of them died. As of this recording, We've lost 954,000 lives that we know of. And that's just in America to COVID. Many of these people were in the workforce and they will never be able to return. And so we're almost, we're super close to 1 million American deaths. And that's just from COVID. That has nothing to do with the opioid crisis, domestic abuse, gun violence. It's a lot of death that we're dealing with in the past two years. Correct. But getting back to the ones who are choosing to walk away and do work and life more on their terms, I say more power to them. It's about time. Agreed. It's their lives and they should have more control over their lives. They should have the ability to live the way they want to. I hope this trend continues. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. 
You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care.